Hey everybody, welcome to The Favorite Show, the podcast where we talk about our favorite things. Every week we pick a different topic to discuss, and since best can be subjective, we talk about the things that are our favorites. My name's Aaron. Sean here. And I'm Shannon. And... And I'm Kristen. Yay! <laughs> Kristen's joining us. Welcome yeah. back, Kristen. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. And this time you're not even on the phone. You have a microphone. I do. Bought yeah. specifically for this podcast. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to have you back a lot more often, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a couple of follow-ups from our previous week's topic about birds, if you guys don't mind. Yeah, oh, sure. let's hear it. As long as it's not too scary. Not too scary. Nope. <laughs> we got an email from, again, our good friend Tom out in Florida. Good to hear from you again, Tom. Hey, Tom. I thought we'd lost you for a second. I was like, oh, crap. What did I say? <laughs> we what scared did I him say off. to offend Tom? <laughs> <laughs> um, he actually sent us an email with some really cool, informative stuff, and I'm going to forward it to all of you guys. Well, all of not everybody who listens to the show. I'm going to forward it to you, Sean and, and Shannon and Kristen. <laughs> So you can click on some of these links and see some of the really cool stuff that's in here. And then maybe we can post some of them to uh, our Instagram or something. But uh, he writes, hi, guys. Hope all is well with you. Really enjoyed your favorite birds episode. I've been catching up on some past podcasts. Wanted to share a couple links with you. I found a video of a giant hummingbird where part of the clip shows two other sizes with a slow motion. You can see the different speeds of their wings flapping. And he's got the link here. It's so cool, guys. I'm going to forward it to you. Uh, and on the topic of Mexican Big Bird, I found a graphic that shows many of the international characters from Sesame Street. Who knew? Hmm. And lastly, I found a graphic that shows all the different owls in comparison to their size, which I thought you guys might find interesting. Yeah. Never really thought of favorite birds until now, but hummingbirds are top. Swallowtail Kite is another favorite. Since you mentioned bird characters, at the top are Daffy Duck, Big Bird, and the pigeons from the movie Bolt. Oh, yes. fun. Oh, yeah. I, and I forgot all about those pigeons, but they're so funny, especially where they're different depending on the region they're in too in the show yes. like those la pigeons they're just a little too real for me <laughs> you know <laughs> oh man well i'll have to check those out too because i feel like having a comparison is what what makes things more real right like oh for sure like to be honest i didn't realize until like a couple of years ago that on like every map that alaska is like a third of the size it really is right so oh yeah it's just yeah. <laughs> it's it's helpful to see a comparison uh, he says, couple ideas for future podcasts, favorite children's books, favorite <gasps> quotes, and favorite cartoon series. Hope you have a wonderful oh. holiday season, Tom. Tom, thanks again for writing thanks, in. Tom. We actually do have uh, a spreadsheet where we have all of our ideas for, for podcast topics, and we're, we're constantly adding to it and stuff. But one or two of those was on the list, but I don't know if we had favorite children's book. We'll have to add that to the list for sure. Oh, guys, I'll talk for days and days and days <laughs> yes. from oh. working at a school. Uh, my children's bookshelf <laughs> is packed. I love it. I think that's so great. Uh, well, unless we have any other updates, we can get on to this week's topic, which actually is close to favorite cartoon series. It is our favorite anime series. I, I actually started off by just saying our favorite anime, and then Shannon made the point like, well, wait a minute, TV or film? <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> yeah. these are these are huge topics. Let's Let's split it up <laughs> a little. So favorite anime series. Well, I'll go first because I, I probably have the least to say on on this one. <laughs> And that is, I'm going to start off by stirring the pot of controversy here by bringing up Avatar, <laughs> The Last Airbender, <laughs> which, which, although technically not, not anime, um, one of the creators recently uh, said that they wanted to do Avatar as a love letter to anime. And one of the actors in it, the voice of Zuko, actually thinks that uh, hopefully it's not too blasphemous, but he says he could even consider it American anime. You know, I I could agree with that. I think that's fair. And I feel like you could yeah. almost call 
avatar, you could almost call it like a gateway anime, right? Like it definitely clearly takes a lot of inspiration from anime, but is, you know, it's, it's created by Nickelodeon. It's, it's American, you know, made or whatever, but yeah, I could see that. I think that's a fair distinction. It's also one of the most amazing shows you'll ever see in your life. Oh, yes. for sure. Yep. Yes. Yep. I w- I'll never begrudge anybody bringing up uh, that that series. It's such a good show. So like Aaron said, it aired on Nickelodeon. It had three seasons and it ran from February of 2005 to July of 2008. And at that time, I actually do remember enjoying it, but I did not watch every episode religiously. It was just a cool show. It wasn't actually until... Years later in college that I I came up on one of the streaming services and I was like, oh yeah, I remember this show. This is cool. And I started watching it and like I finished the entire series like a couple days later. It was just, I was hooked. It was amazing. Every single episode, the story, it didn't feel like a show where, where they had to invent new things all the time for another season. Like it had these three seasons that ended on top it's got action, it's got comedy, it's got great characters. It's just, it's amazing. And to be honest, I probably wouldn't consider it anime myself, but I had to bring it up because it's, it, it is, it does have some aspects of anime in it. Um, as far as the way the characters are, it all takes place in Asia and, and, well, I don't know if I should say takes place in Asia because it, it's a fictional world. But anyway, it's well, it's very much inspired. Are, yeah, exactly. Very yeah. inspired. All of these, you can see clear influence of different uh, Asian countries and Asian Asian cultures in these different nations in 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 uh, in the Avatar world. That's right, and and that's definitely. Uh, thank you, Aaron, for reading my brain because that is exactly what I wanted to say. <laughs> no, I got you. I got it's you. It's a kids' show, but it deals with some pretty intense topics, and it's just if you haven't seen it, I have a hard time even describing it. It's just really, really good. Yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah. That show has some of the best character development. Yeah, and like story arcs in any show, live action or animated, that I've ever seen. Um, Zuko is one of the best, if not the best, villain. His story arc is just brilliant. Yeah. Oh yeah, we talked about him on our villains episode. He's he's an incredible character. Yeah. And and it's made waves as well. Obviously there were different adaptations of it. There was another Avatar series, Korra. There's a live action uh series that's coming to Netflix later. What I what I found actually the most interesting that I learned is that this year it was actually announced that that Avatar Studios, a new division of Nickelodeon, oh. is coming out, which is developing animated series and films set in the Avatar universe. It'll be distributed, again, by Nickelodeon. It'll go out to Paramount+, Plus, theaters, other platforms. But I love that the two original creators are heavily involved, nice. and they're going to be putting together a bunch of new content. So I'm excited to see what, what comes from that. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's cool to know that the original creators are, are so involved in a lot of this stuff. That's cool. Yeah. So it's, anyway, I'm excited. The other, instead of going into other favorites, because we have more knowledgeable experts here, I'm just going (laughs) to jump right to an honorable mention, which is Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) As I was looking at Dragon Ball Z, there are so many different, different series that have come off of it. There's so yeah. much merchandise. It is one of the top grossing franchises out there. It's it's funny because I haven't watched it in a while, but I know that it, it 
not only was a favorite, but it affected my life. Like how many times, if I'm being totally honest, that I get out of the shower and like go Super Saiyan or something, right? <laughs> you know, you look in the mirror, you got the hair straight up, you know, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> you know. The Kamehameha wave in yes, the mirror. Oh, yeah. There. <laughs> but anyway, I, I it was fun actually reading up on it and I actually want to go back. I had never watched Dragon Ball Kai, which is a which is a remastered version of Dragon Ball Z that actually is edited down to be more closely representative of the original manga that huh. it was based off of. Oh, that's cool. And so made me excited. I actually want to go back and and watch some more. And then I'm, I I very much have a dad bod, but I'll I'll still I'll still get out of the shower <laughs> and maybe maybe go Super Saiyan every once in a while. Yeah, hey, that works. You know, it's funny, uh, a complete opposite end of the spectrum from from Avatar The Last Airbender, where it was a, a tight three seasons, they told the story they wanted to tell, and then they were <laughs> done, and that's it. Dragon Ball Z is literally hundreds and hundreds of episodes, especially when you consider Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon yes. Ball GT, and I know there's at least... <laughs> now like there's enough, Dragon Ball Super, I think. Yeah, the, like, there are hundreds and hundreds of episodes, and they just keep going. And there oh, are man. films to theater and films direct to TV. Oh, yeah. And yeah. there's... Uh, yeah, there are so many. In fact, it breaks it down as I was reading about it, about the different sagas within Dragon Ball, and each of those just <laughs> have have these entire stories and characters that exist only in them. So pretty amazing. It's awesome, yeah. And even if a character dies, it's not the end of them because there's this whole afterlife where they exist with a tiny little halo hanging over their head. (laughs) Yes, they're still around. it follows them still. Yep, yeah. (laughs) I will say I also learned that the English voice of Goku, his name is Sean, so I feel a a kindred bond there. Hey, That's probably all we have in common, but but I'll take it. Well, that's it for me. I'll I'll let... uh, I, I look forward. I'm going to be taking some notes about uh, some of the favorites you all have to share. Oh, man. We might be able to go on for a long time. Uh, I suspect there's a fair amount of overlap uh, with Shannon and Kristen and I. So I don't know how we want to do this. Do we want to just like take turns one at a time or one jump in and we just kind of whatever? All we'll probably follow? build off each other. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to end up snowballing. All right. Well, maybe I'll jump in next. I, I had Dragon Ball Z as an honorable mention as well. Yeah, I'm going to start with the honorable mentions. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z was awesome. I love the original Mobile Suit Gundam. Oh yeah, there's and there's been several series of Mobile Suit Gundam, but the original has a special place. I love that one. A pseudo honorable mention of the, the Star Wars Visions that have just <gasps> recently come out on Disney Plus. Those those are good. There's, some of some of them are kind of so so, but some are freaking awesome. You guys, it's super <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah, that made it in yeah my top five favorite animes. That, oh, Visions was so good. And exactly like you said, like going through the episodes, there's some that are like, okay, this one was fine. This one was just kind of cute. I The plot was weird on that one. But some <laughs> of them are incredible. And um, I would love to get more from them. And I I know I'm not going to get like more in depth on pretty much any of the episodes. Um, Alex was telling me something about them creating like a comic book or manga series about the very first episode, though, I think. I would love that. I think that'd be super cool. I, I hope they make more. You know, I thought they were super cool. If if anything was missing, I was kind of ho- secretly hoping Studio Ghibli was going to do one. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's maybe <laughs> that's a, a too far of a dream for, for that. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Could you imagine Ghibli and Star Wars combining? That'd be crazy. Oh, right. I think my heart would explode. Amazing. Right. Well, so, so those are my honorable mentions, but let me jump in on one that 
uh, is one of my all-time favorites, and I'm sure it's on you guys' list too, is Sword Art Online. So good. I love Sword Art Online. Is this like two words? Sword space art? Sword Art Online. Okay. Add it to my notes. There you go. It's on Netflix? Is it still on Netflix? It was. I can't remember. As of of November 15th, 2021. We think it's on (laughs) Netflix. Uh, (laughs) um, So the story of Sword Art Online is in... uh, 2022 actually it's just it's really? oh, next boy. year yep i gotta hurry <laughs> oh yeah. i gotta i gotta watch it before, <laughs> before, before, before it happens. becomes ancient history <laughs> so set in 2022 um there is a video game coming out which is a virtual reality massively multiplayer online role-playing game or a vr mmorpg and the game is called sword art online and it's released for something called the nerve gear which is like a, a virtual reality headset that the the player puts on and when they activate it you know you you lay down typically in a bed and you activate this thing and it's like real virtual reality like you're controlling the game with your mind it's it's almost like a dream state where you're in the video game right so think of like your oculus or whatever but like instead of just seeing things and hearing with the headphones like you're like dreamlike in the game did any of you read ready player two that's yeah that's basically the premise yeah the foundation there, but anyway, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's the same idea. So our the main character uh, Kazuto Kira. Nope, I'm going to mess up the name. <laughs> he goes by Kirito. I can say that. <laughs> so uh, Kazuto main, Kirigaya. That's it. His 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 gamer name or his character name is Kirito. So he is getting online, and it's the premiere of this game, and it's a huge deal. It's a huge huge event. He logs into the game and he was one of the beta testers, so he kind of knows what's going on. But it shows that he's in the game. He's like playing with some friends, whatever. And then somebody's like, Oh, it's getting late. I'm going to log out. And they go to log out, and the log out button is gone. It's not there. And suddenly everyone is kind of transported to this central area of the game. And this figure appears, and it's the creator of the game. And he sa- he he says, you may have noticed you can't log out. You are now all trapped in my game. The only way that you can leave to log out is if you beat the game. You clear all 100 levels of this. It's it's kind of like a, a fantasy realm, swords and stuff. Hence the name Sword Art Online. If you die in the game, you die in real life. The Nerve Gear headset will fry your brain. If someone outside tries to take the headset off of you or unplug it, it will fry your brain and you will die. So beat the game. Good luck. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> yes, no pressure. <laughs> So Kirito has to go and try to beat this game without dying in real life. And along the way, he meets all these friends, including his his best friend slash significant other Asuna. And I think it's a really interesting premise. Like like you said, Sean, there's kind of the Ready Player One or Ready Player Two sort of vibe to it. And I I enjoy virtual reality as well. I have an Oculus Quest. It's not going to fry my brain, so I feel (laughs) comfortable with that. But anyway, I just think it's a really interesting story, and I I love the music, and I love the characters. But anyway, Sword Art Online is one of my favorites. Well, it sounds like he didn't think it was going to fry his brain either. Nope, nope. Just I, I better I better uh, return that to the store. <laughs> Don't use with, after twenty twenty two. Stick with yeah, my the switch. update. <laughs> <laughs> Another favorite I wanted to mention is Agritsuko. Oh, that's what a good one. A funny show. This one's on Netflix as well. It follows the main character, Retsuko, who is a red panda who's actually in the Sanrio family. This this character, Retsuko, is a friend of, of Hello Kitty and all of them, whatever. Anyway, oh, fun. from what I've seen, I don't you don't see Hello Kitty or any of those people in, in the show. But anyway, so they're all, you know, anthropomorphic animals. Retsuko is a 25-year-old single uh, lady who works at an accounting department for a Japanese trading firm. 
And she has this boring job that's no fun and her bosses are jerks and she has like this love life that's kind of in shambles and whatever. So the way she releases steam is after work, she goes to her karaoke bar and sings death metal. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, that's all you need to know about the show really to get you going. It's, it's so funny. It's so good. And, and I I should say there's some language. You know, so in the if, Hello if, Kitty you know, world, this is this is a step removed. Yes, <laughs> definitely <laughs> step removed. Everybody's got yeah, a cousin is, like that. Yeah, yeah, it's her emo cousin. Yeah, <laughs> metal metal cousin. I think the show is hilarious, and and uh, it, it's so it's such a silly premise, but yeah, it's just like this. You know, she's like working in this office, and everything's nice, and everyone's like, "Oh, Retsuko, how are you?" And she's like, "I can't handle it," and then she goes and screams her heart out, and it's yeah. the best. it's just. It's great. I highly recommend it. It's so good. Sounds fantastic. <laughs> Did we ever talk about my friend Evan's scream therapy? <laughs> no, we never did on the show yet. Let's hear about it. This this is right up uh, Retsuko's alley. I'll, I'll be I'll be really brief, but basically he was like, you know, if you're really frustrated, you just let out a blood curdling scream and you feel better. And and so I uh, started doing it in the car, felt the road rage go away. And in the summer when the windows were down, people gave me really, really strange looks. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, there you go. Scream therapy. There you go. It works for Sean. It works for Retsuko. So uh, oh jump in. Do it. <laughs> okay. I'm debating which one I should talk about last. Shannon, were you going to talk about Full Metal? I knew somebody was. And if they weren't, I was gonna. Cowboy Bebop? Same thing. Attack on Titan? Nope. I'll talk about Attack on Titan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> there, guys, I, there's there's such a wide range of anime. You know, it's I feel like we don't see that as much with American animation. Like, there's definitely like you know Disney Junior and Nick Junior like kids stuff, and then there's more like adult stuff like Adult Swim or like Family Guy or whatever that's meant for meant for grownups. But guys, anime swings so far both directions. And so on the one hand, where you have cute things like Pokemon that I'm sure was kind of a gateway for a lot of us that got us into anime. On the other side of things is Attack on Titan. Yeah, people always think anime is just something for kids. But yeah, just like you wouldn't say, oh, fantasy is for kids. I mean, you have everything from Lord of the Rings to Sleeping Beauty. There's such a range and same with anime. See, Um, it's funny to hear you say that because all the people that I knew when I was in high school thought anime was not for kids. They thought anime was for like creepy middle-aged guys who live in their mom's basement and you know (laughs) like the totally opposite end so (laughs) anyway i'm neither (laughs) let's be clear clear. i I have my own house even though i'm middle-aged man um so attack on titan is i think it's a very very good show it's incredibly violent um Shannon, you've seen some. It makes me sick sometimes, honestly. Like, it's a very good story, but, ooh, it's a lot. It is It is shockingly violent at times. Um, but So, it's set in a post-apocalyptic world where the remains of humanity live behind walls, protecting them from giant humanoid titans, which are basically these big giants that are, like, kind of, like, strangely developed. Like, some have, like, big heads, and some have these really long arms. And, like, they look kind of grotesquely, like, human, but not human. And... They eat humans. So people have retreated into these these cities with these gigantic walls. And the show begins, it's been like a hundred years since any Titans have, have had any encounters with humans. And the main characters are kids at the time when the, when the show opens. 
there's an attack on the walls and this gigantic Titan that towers over the walls, kicks it down and all these Titans come flooding in and eating people and it's carnage and craziness and terror. And so as these kids survive and then you fast forward maybe 10 years or so to the teenagers, they, they're joined with essentially the military, what's called the Survey Corps, which is a group of soldiers that fight Titans. They have these like almost like Spider-Man spiderweb type of contraptions that strap around like a belt that they can use to like grapple onto things and fly through the air. And they have swords because one of the few ways to kill a Titan is to like slice its neck. The back of its neck is like a soft spot or something. Anyway, that's the basis of it. And there's all this intrigue and all this secret from the government and all this like craziness they learn about the Titans, but it's a really crazy story and it's really, really interesting. But yeah, maybe don't eat before you watch it (laughs) because there's so much blood and there's so much like, like I said, it's, it's shocking. That was one of those shows we'd heard so many positive things about. We watched the first episode got completely traumatized and we're like, no, no, we can't do this. And then like the trailer for the third season came out. We're like, whoa, that looks so good. So we tried again. And yeah, it was one of those things like we, it's not a show you can binge. You'd watch a few and be like, oh, I need a break. I need to go watch SpongeBob or something. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Yeah. You do need, you need a palate cleanser in between some episodes. So um, it is still airing. The final uh, season is happening right now as of, again, November 15th, 2021. Um, <laughs> the second half of the final season is supposed to start airing in the, in the new year in 2022. Um, I'm mostly caught up, uh, but uh, we yeah. We are not. It's, it's yeah, it's, I, I, again, I highly recommend it, but you know, you've, you've got to, you got to know what you're getting into before you jump in. I did. I did not know. And then I, same thing. I watched the first episode and I was like, Oh geez, what did I just watch? <laughs> but somehow I stuck with yeah, it. So anyway, see, I cheated. Um, I tried watching it and couldn't stomach it. So I just read the plot on Wikipedia. Nice. So like, like it does sound like such a cool anime and I just, I can't, I'm too much of a wimp. That's okay. That's I, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> I I also hit my limit. I can, I feel like I can watch it, but like Shannon said, a couple episodes, and then I kind of feel like okay, okay, I need a break. I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm gonna wrap it up there. I know you guys have plenty of other things to talk about, and I'm sure I'll chime in more. But those are those are my those are my ones I wanted to mention. Kristen, did you want to go next? Oh man, uh, sure. There are so many. So. Kind of like what Sean brought up at the beginning with Avatar The Last Airbender not technically being anime. Um, because I didn't look up the definition, but Shannon, anime is animated shows from Japan, right? That's yeah, kind of yeah. The and I did, sum it up. I looked up the definition, and what was kind of interesting that I found is that there's a lot of debate about what is considered anime and what is not in Western cultures. Like an actual Japanese culture for the most part, they don't care from like what I could tell from like Reddit posts and whatever. And that's a super generalized statement. But yeah, they were saying, you know, the that figures, <laughs> well, you know, there, there's a lot of interesting things I read about, you know, otaku culture being like, you know, the super we nerd people who love this Japanese culture. You know, that's a big moneymaker in Japan. Like, oh, yeah, come to this cafe that is anime-themed. Come stay in this anime-themed hotel. Buy our merch. But, um, yeah, but basically they were saying that anime is Japanese animation and everything else technically is anime-influenced or, yeah, like American anime, French anime, whatever. 
Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, because we watched Teen Titans and Totally Spies yeah. and uh, Code Lyoko. Like, there's a whole ton out there that, when I was thinking about it, like, could be considered anime. But I tried really hard to just focus on the ones that are from Japan. And I didn't realize until I made my list just how much TV I must have watched as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> this is a big list of shows that... So many honorable mentions. Uh, I mean, Sailor Moon is pretty well known. Same with Naruto, Dragon Ball, um, even going way back, like Cyborg 009. That uh, one's so good. Right? I, I remember watching Yu Yu Hakusho and uh, Monster Rancher, Yu-Gi-Oh! There's like, the list goes on and on. And um, apparently, 1996 was a really good year for anime. Because most of my favorites, when I was looking them up, it's like, well, this premiered in 1996. Um, and I will just start with one I didn't think anyone would have, Outlaw Star. I don't know if anyone's even heard of that I've one. I've never even heard of it. It's one of the first Jeez. anime I ever saw. Um, and it was on Toonami on Cartoon Network. Um, it, Let's see. Is it manga or manga? Manga. Shannon. I used manga. to always say manga, but yeah, Shannon, you I think you were I had corrected me once. Manga. See, same <laughs> okay. thing. I always said manga until somebody was like, it's actually pronounced manga. And so then I kept saying it manga <laughs> out of spite until <laughs> I grew up. Oh man, I don't even remember what how I pronounced it. Don't tell me. <laughs> it's all good. It's, it's, all good. it's like when you're reading a book and you pronounce it in your head, but then when when you have to say it out loud, you have no idea how to say it. <laughs> anyway, um, the manga was in 1996, and then the anime premiered in 1998. There are only 26 episodes. It's just two seasons. Um, and it's really cool. It's like a space opera, space cowboys. Um, it's pretty similar to Cowboy Bebop in like that setting. Um, but I think I would actually say it's more similar to Firefly, if anyone has seen that TV show. Oh, interesting. Cool. Yeah, I've seen that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's this very ragtag group of outlaws who, as humanity has colonized further and further into space, they just kind of pick up whatever odd jobs they can, and they're just trying to get by. And somehow, they come into the possession of this military-grade ship and a bio-android that interfaces with it. And they don't really realize what they have other than everyone's chasing them and trying to get a hold of it. And so it kind of tracks their adventures and what they go through. And it's a really cool show. It sounds um, really cool. It does it's sound cool. Good. You should check it out. I don't want to spoil anything. There's one episode that I just remember really standing out to me where one of the crew is an 11-year-old named Jim Hawkins. And he is just the cutest little guy working with this, you know, PG-13 crew. <laughs> just, you know, this tiny kid <laughs> among all these toughies. And um, there's this one episode where he meets another little girl his age. And it's like this cute little, like, first romance for kids. And then later in the episode, turns out she's part of another crew that's fighting theirs, and neither of them realize it. Oh, no. I remember like, that episode. Oh. You triggered the memory for me. And it just 
tore my heart out. Oh, that was sad. Anyway, so that one's really good. <laughs> um, Man, I gotta watch this. It sounds great. <laughs> that one's a really good one. Uh, let's see. Escaflone is another one. <laughs> yeah. That- <laughs> Shannon just like- <laughs> I I did not watch that show very much, but I remember you two, Kristen and Shannon, watching that a lot. And I just remember there were like those little title cards coming in out of commercial where they're like, Escaflone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those? I forgot That's about, about, about that. all I remember of that show. <laughs> well, that's another one that I think it's one of the first anime that I saw the entire series. And um, it helped that my best friend from junior high, Alicia, she actually purchased the dvd set so we got to watch it um once again there's only 26 episodes it's fairly short there's also a movie that they released it's like a retelling condensed version of the anime but they cut a bunch of stuff out and it's not as good so don't bother with the movie (laughs) Um, (laughs) expert advice Escaflone follows uh, a teenage high school girl named Hitomi who finds herself pulled from Earth to the planet Gaia, which is an alternate Earth that was created by the dying wishes of the inhabitants of Atlantis. And on Gaia, there's like dragons and there's these giant mecha suits, kind of like Gundams. And she gets involved. She kind of has this latent psychic ability. She reads tarot cards and stuff. And on Earth, that was kind of like, you know, fun hobby, but what a weirdo. And suddenly over here, she has this power and she's involved in this giant power struggle. And it's just, it's a fun one. Man, I have a whole lot <laughs> that I want to talk about. There's I'm so trying many. To, there's so <laughs> many. to cut back. Um, though, mentioning Gundam, uh, my favorite Gundam series is G Gundam. I don't oh, know that if any is a good of you one. Yeah. remember that one. That's a good one. Um, it had very mixed reviews because it's very different from any of the other Gundam series. Um, it's kind of in its own world. It has a different operating system of the other Gundams, which I think is partly why I liked it so much. In most of the Gundam series, I mean, there are these giant mecha robots and they sit in them, uh, and they can somehow do all these really cool, like, sword fighting moves and kung fu, even though they're, like, in a seat holding, like, a couple of joysticks. But in G Gundam, they go into this chamber and this, I don't even know, some kind of fancy spandex technology, like, goes over them and they're encased in this suit and the Gundam mimics their moves. And that seemed much cooler to me. That is that is pretty cool, yeah. I like that aspect of it. And the idea behind G Gundam, the, the the premise, is that, once again, Earth is not doing so great, and so many uh, nations have made colonies uh, just outside Earth's atmosphere. And once every four years, they've decided that they will each send one fighter down to compete in this tournament, and whoever wins gets to pretty much rule the colonies for the next four years. And that way they avoid uh, wars and all these other issues. Instead, they just have like a big free-for-all tournament thing. (laughs) But it's hilarious because the American pilot, his name's Chippity, and he's got like red, white, and blue hair. And he wears these like giant bell bottoms and has these five women that follow him around (laughs) everywhere. 
Um, and then there's the French guy who has just ridiculous hair, but he's like a fencer. And the main character, of course, is Japan's fighter. And he just does this fantastic, you know, kung fu and stuff. Anyway. Uh, Shannon, were you going to talk about card captors? Only if you weren't. Okay. Maybe I'll save that one then. I mean, you probably should, though, because that was really your thing. <laughs> I was going to talk about it because it's definitely uh. the anime that got me into anime. Because, you know, there were a lot of good... Saturday morning cartoons, and yeah, for sure, all the awesome stuff that was on Toonami, and I feel like Card Captors was the one that like really sold it home for me. Definitely, that one I can definitively say is like my first anime. That's what really got me hooked. Um, which is interesting because as I was doing research on it, um, in America, it first aired on Fox Network, and really, they're. Huh. Yeah, and well, on like the the kids' Saturday morning uh-huh. Fox Network. I don't know if it has a separate name or not, but I guess I shouldn't have been surprised because they did the same thing to Firefly, where they aired the episodes out of order, and they cut a bunch of stuff, and they dubbed things uh, to completely cut out certain plot points. Oh yeah, they ripped the story to shreds. What a mess! In the American yeah. version. Yeah. So. If you ever get the chance, any of these anime, I highly recommend watching them in the original Japanese with subtitles. I know that can be annoying sometimes, and maybe you want to do English first, but um, it's just, there's so much stuff that you miss that when they translate it, it just, you miss some of the little nuances that just make them so good. Yeah, And I will say, they really have, I think buried card captors away and have realized that oh we did a bad thing by just (laughs) totally making it our own and totally destroying it so on netflix now they do have the original card captor sakura which is they have it in japanese but they do have it in english i can't stomach it in english because i don't love the direction the voice actors took on it Hmm. but i the story is still great. So it's fantastic. You guys were big into that one. I should go give it a try again because I saw a few episodes from you guys watching it. I, sh- I should check it out. If there is a show as far opposite as you can get from Attack on Titan, Cardcaptor <laughs> Sakura is it. It is so cute and it is so fun. That'll be my palate cleanser. <laughs> it is. Oh, it's so cute. It's about this 10-year-old girl that accidentally releases these magical cards from a book that's in her basement. And then the series is about her recapturing these cards using her magical ability. And each card has its own specific powers. In fact, I have, I pulled it out just for this episode because it's been forever since I pulled it out. But I actually have the Clow book with the Clow cards in it. I got back when I was tiny. That's awesome. And it's anyway, so cool. It's, it's so fun. That's one of the, the, anime like i remember playing in the backyard i would grab like a broom handle because she has this little key necklace that she would say say this special spell that it would turn into this giant staff and then she would use that to like fly and as a sword and things like that and i just would grab a broom handle and go to town with my (laughs) imagination well and you would draw because that was one of the cool things is that she would have like a different costume for every episode. And they explained it away as the fact that like her really good friend at school um, liked to make costumes. And that was one of her favorite pastimes. 
So she would always have uh, these new elaborate outfits each episode. And yeah, Kristen, you would draw all the different outfits and like sometimes design your own. It's true. So um, I am an artist. That's what I went. I studied in college. I've really always loved drawing and painting. And I honestly think I can thank anime for getting me into <laughs> art because when I was watching Pokemon and Digimon and Card Captors, I would copy them and I would just... I, I would trace pictures of the characters and I would try to make up my own costumes and I like drew myself as a Pokemon trainer and try to invent things and that just it really sparked my creativity. And so anime is awesome. <laughs> oh, I have so many more I want to talk about. Last one I'll mention just because it's more recent. Uh, Eden of the East. Have any of you heard of that one? I've no. heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Hey, that one came out in 2009. And this one's a nice short one. There are only 11 episodes and then two uh, direct sequel movies that are only, I think, like an hour long each. And the premise of it is on November 22nd, 2010, 10 missiles strike Japan, but there are zero casualties. The apparent terrorist attack is named Careless Monday, and no one takes responsibility. Then three months later, this girl is visiting New York City and Washington, D.C. when she randomly encounters this other Japanese man who is naked and suffering from amnesia. She tries to help him out and gets involved in this crazy experiment that this man is involved in. And turns out there is someone, I'm not going to spoil anything, someone has given 12 people in Japan 10 billion yen, which is about the equivalent of $88 million. And their only instructions were they had to use the money to save Japan in some way. And if they don't do that, or if they use the money for selfish purposes, then somehow they're taking, taken out of the game. Uh, we don't know exactly what happens to them. And we don't know what happened to this guy. Only we just know that he's involved somehow. And it's just this really interesting like mystery that is just really fun to watch. That sounds really intriguing. Yeah. I have a couple others I'll talk about if we have time, but I feel like I really need to move on. <laughs> you guys. Now, this is why um, we asked you though. We knew you would know. Right? There's so yes. many. Like I could talk about the differences between like Pokemon and Digimon and how my personal preference is for Digimon. Same. Inuyasha is fantastic. That one is mm -hmm. like almost 200 episodes episodes though you have to really be committed to watch oh Inuyasha. yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway but i will pass it on to shannon and i'm sure i'll still comment a oh lot yes more. <laughs> chime in because yeah we've kind of have said it so going through my list we talked about card captor sakura uh cowboy bebop we have talked about on the podcast before really awesome anime such a classic that you know the premise is the future and you know lots of times when you think about these movies and whatever that are set in the future it's this cool you know pristine chrome or whatever and it's not it's this you know dirty regular place and there's just these bounty hunters looking to survive and they're not very good bounty hunters because they're nice people <laughs> so they're always in <laughs> debt but um very good awesome and netflix is doing a live action which they just dropped the uh, teaser um, last week. What did you think? You know, I had some feelings. Mostly I want to <laughs> know where the heck Edward is because Edward's my favorite. But um, really excited about Ayn. 
The animation of the swordfish, uh, Spike's ship, very cool. Super cool, yeah. I, I'm excited to watch it, and I don't know how it'll go, but I'm excited to watch it. <laughs> Did you watch any of the live-action remakes of, like, <laughs> uh... Full Metal? Full Metal Alchemist or Bleach or, or Death, Death Note, Note or any of those? No. I, I didn't. I just heard they were awful, though, which makes me so worried. Which is why I want to watch them. <laughs> I'm so worried for Cowboy <laughs> that's, Bebop. That, that's my exact feeling. I have not had a good experience with any live-action version of an anime, uh, starting first and foremost with our good old <laughs> friend, The Last Airbender. Oh, oh, M. Night Shyamalan did him dirty. No, Ooh. it was nope. Anyway, um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't know how to feel about Cowboy <laughs> Bebop live action. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, fantastic actors were cast in there. So I've got, it's got some great potential, but we'll see. Another one I've sort of mentioned on here, Demon Slayer. Aaron, I have, I have told you to watch that one 8,000 times because I cannot get enough of it. It is so, so good. Christian, I don't know if you've watched it. I have not. Guess what's next on my list of ones yeah! I'm going to start? That is next. That's number one on the queue. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Demon Slayer. I'm writing it down. It's really good. It's another one that's very violent. It's no attack on Titan, but it is <laughs> It is violent that from the first episode, <laughs> we jump right in. And the premise of that one is that we follow... Our main character, Tanjiro, who is the oldest son. I think he's the oldest. I should have fact-checked. I think he's the oldest son of this family of several kids, and they're very poor, and he sells coal to help you know, them have enough food for the winter and things. And in our very first episode, he's traveling into town, and an old man is like, oh, you can't go home. It's getting dark. The demons are going to come out, and we, we have to stay inside, and the demon slayers will take care of us. And he's like, oh, yeah, whatever, it's fine. But then he gets home, and a demon has come and attacked his family. And so his sister survives, and he wants to save her. And, you know, a lot of people are telling him there's no way to save your sister now that she's a demon. She's gone. You need to kill her. And he doesn't want to do that, obviously. And so now it's like his journey of him becoming a demon slayer and trying to help his sister. And it's very good. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm excited to jump in. It's finally time for me. Yes. <laughs> and it's got, I think right now it's just one season. The second one might have just dropped. Um, but at the end of the season, they left it on quite a cliffhanger, and so they did um, a theatrical release for the next set of manga books, uh, and it, like, quickly topped the charts in Japan, like, became the number one movie, like, within a week. I'll, I'll admit, I don't know that I think it was worth that, necessarily. Like, it was a very good movie. I didn't think it was, like, the number one movie ever, but it's a very good series. Let's see. My Hero Academia is the next one on my list. That's another current anime. Uh, that one is a lot like X-Men that we're living in a world where they don't call them like mutants. They're, it's a quirk that uh, so much of the society develops a quirk. And so we have all these heroes and these villains. And so our story is following this kid who does not have a quirk. But his dream is to be a hero. And so he's trying really hard to do his best. And so, you know, then we get into the, uh, oh, shoot, I just forgot the name of the school. 
Hold on, I better Google it. I will say <laughs> all of the anime series I mentioned are complete, so no cliffhangers. Oh, good to know. UA. It's UA High is where he goes. So yeah, so we get to follow the story of him and his classmates. Um, spoiler. We get to follow him and uh, these other students that attend UA High School and like, you know, they're learning how to be heroes and dealing with, you know, just all the villain attacks that are going up on the rise and, you know, kind of the age old question like, you know, that was a- addressed in things like heroes and X-Men of what is ethical to be able to do with these quirks versus what is not. So it was really good. Sword Art Online we talked about. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yes. Oh, so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. That's another one that it's just like the progression and the character development gets so good so quickly. And like it starts off as, you know, a nice show and, you know, we have this really intense kind of theme that's going on with these brothers trying to, their mom dies and they want to bring her back, but there's repercussions for that and trying to make amends for it for the rest of the series. But then like learning about the different government conspiracies and these scary homunculus that we've talked about before and all this stuff. Oh, it's just, it gets so good so quick. Oh man. And, and I feel like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, it, there's so many levels in it too. Like there's, there's so many moments that just have me laughing so hard. Like it's <laughs> so funny. And then there's fights and things that are so intense and there's bits that made me cry. Like it's, it's so good. The whole thing is so oh, good. Oh, for sure. And such a wide range of awesome characters between, you know, the minority who is an outlaw and, the government official who is just trying to work his way up the ranks to, you know, help fix his country and all the problems to the housewife who doesn't want to be referred to as anything more than just a simple <laughs> housewife, even though she's so awesome and kicks so much butt. I know, right? right? <laughs> oh. uh, so good. We talked about Star Wars Visions. So very good. We talked about Last Airbender. Assassination Classroom. I don't know if any of you guys have seen that one. I've not heard of that one. I've seen a few episodes, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Are you ready for the strangest plot? So (laughs) Assassination Classroom is about this class of junior high kids that they're like in the remedial classes. They're the lowest of the low in this very intense school. And they have a new teacher who is going to destroy the earth at the end of the school year, and they have to find a way to kill their teacher before he (laughs) destroys the world. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. (laughs) It's so silly. It's, like, honestly, and, like, but, like, the teacher is so endearing. He's, like, a squid alien thing. Um, (laughs) And... (laughs) It's it's bizarre, you guys. It really is. And I watched it because there was a Thomas Sanders video that um, people would submit things and he would have to d- decide if it was anime or not. And so people would describe <laughs> this really strange plot and he'd have to decide, is that a real anime or did somebody just make that up? Oh, that sounds fantastic. And this was one of them. And I was like, what even is this? I have to give it a try. <laughs> and it was so endearing. And I was in tears a lot. And I was laughing a lot. And it was <laughs> it's just a really good show. It's very short. I think it's just two seasons. You guys, there's, there's no, no topic is off limits when it comes to anime. <laughs> like Stephanie is in a show called So I'm a Spider, So What? 
And <laughs> it's she she's not the main character, but it's the show about the first episode, this high school gets blown up and everyone dies and everyone gets reincarnated. And most of them come back as like other people or whatever. And this one character is reincarnated as a spider. And that's like the the topic of the that's show, amazing. right? And and Steph- <laughs> Stephanie's character is actually not reincarnated as a human. She's reincarnated as a dragon. But just like of all the like crazy topics for a show, right? Like <laughs> this, there's nothing's off limits for anime. It's so well, there's, great. <laughs> there's some wild titles and I have for sure watched some just because I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've watched The Devil is a Part-Timer. I've seen a couple <laughs> yes. episodes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the premise of that one is like, same thing. We have this like fantasy world, whatever. And like the devil of this world to escape, not reincarnate. So I guess it's not totally the same thing, but he goes into our world and is undercover and is laying low, but he realizes you need an income to like have an apartment and food <laughs> and people won't just like do what you tell them to because he's not the supreme being in this world. So he goes and gets a job at McDonald's. That's the premise. So great. <laughs> and so yeah, like this warrior is like trying to find him and like take him down and whatever. It's so good. So good. <laughs> and I guess when I talked about Agritsuko, how it like she just like works in an office and then she goes and screams her death metal at night. Yes. <laughs> Nothing's off limits. It's great. <laughs> Uh, some honorable mentions I had. We talked about Sailor Moon. Your Lie in April is incredibly sad, and it's oh, so good. Yeah, Kristen, have you seen that one? Yeah. But yeah, so it's a realistic anime that it's just these high schoolers going to school, and the one was a concert pianist at a young age, and due to anxiety and whatever, he shut down and he would not touch a piano again. And then he meets this girl who is a concert violinist, and she is impulsive and exciting, and she wants him to play piano with her for a duet for a concerto. And it's about him, you know, maybe coming out of his shell, and we got standard teenage love triangles and stuff, and it was really cute and very sad. What else? What else? Death Note is another one of my honorable mentions. So the premise of Death Note is that... Again, high schooler. He finds this notebook one day that is called a death note. And when he picks it up, he's able to see this god of death who dropped it in the human world. And with this death note, he can write the name of anybody as long as he like can picture them in his mind. And he can write how they will die, and they will. And if he doesn't write a cause of death, they'll die of a heart attack in like 20 minutes. So he is like, oh, I've got such potential to do good with this. So he's writing down names of like criminals or like he sees an assault happen. And so he writes down the name of the person or like, yeah, prisoners in jail who he's like, they're just waiting forever for their chance to have like, you know, the death sentence. And rather than gum up this justice system, he was just going to take justice into his own hands. And it quickly spirals out of control because even though he starts with a good intent, you know, it's still not great. Yeah. <laughs> still killing people. And so then this this detective is hired and it's very much it kind of reminds you of a Sherlock and Moriarty kind of conflict that the person who is trying to find him is so cunning and like so this kid, this high school kid his name is Light, Light Yagami, um he's trying to outwit this person who we only know as L who's trying to find him. And it's so interesting. And like, it keeps you on the edge of your seat. And then it just kind of goes downhill for quite a while. And so we didn't even, I never watched the whole thing. We watched it 
until it kind of plummeted in plot. And then I went back and watched like the last two episodes because I needed to know how it ended. So <laughs> I had to get that ending. Yes. So that's why it's an honorable mention. It was so good until it wasn't. So that's fair. Yeah. It happens. And I think Oh, Seven Deadly Sins is another one of my honorable mentions. That's a Netflix original. That one's that one's on my list as well. Haven't got into it yet, but I'm gonna. It's a really good one. Have you seen any of the Fate series? I haven't. Uh, haven't. I've heard it's good. Fate Zero is the only one that I've watched. Um, they're really good. Same thing, kind of this premise of there's a big battle and everyone picks their fighter and the winner uh, gets to make a wish on the Holy Grail. But all the fighters are like people who have already lived. So like there's Gilgamesh and there's um, Rasputin and King Arthur is one of the fighters, but turns out King Arthur was actually a girl. Anyway, it's just, oh, something I forgot to say. <laughs> Goodness. Sorry, I just realized. <laughs> Talking about Outlaw Star and how it had some similarities to Cowboy Bebop, the same guys that wrote Cowboy Bebop and were involved with the music uh, were also involved with Outlaw Star. They weren't Ooh. the main writers and everything, but they they did participate. And I think it shows because it's really good. Nice. And last one, because I feel like I've also been talking for so long, Subasa <laughs> Reservoir Chronicles, yeah, which is a really cool one that uh, we kind of talked about Cardcaptor Sakura, uh, which is a, is it Clamp Studios or is it Clamp, yes. like the, the manga people? I don't know. But that's one. And then there's another show, Holic. I've never seen it. Kristen, have you? I have not seen that one. So Subasa is pretty cool because they take these two... Uh, like different shows and mangas and whatever and they kind of mash it up and like the premise is not the same at all uh, I think XX Holic a little bit of those characters are the same but the characters themselves are what stays the same and so the premise of this show is that we are following Shaoran and Sakura who live in this kingdom and Shaoran's in uh, oh shoot what is he he's an archaeologist and he uncovers this artifact, and Sakura sees it, and it, like, sort of possesses her, and she gets these huge wings that then break and the feathers go everywhere. And the same time we see this happen, we see all of our other characters, something happens, that somebody is trying to run from, like, a wizard that's trying to get him. Somebody else is trying to... um like protect his kingdom, but the princess thinks he's killing too many people. So she takes away his sword and is banishing him from the kingdom until he can learn to control himself. And they are, all these people are just trying to run and find something or get back to something. And they all show up in the same spot at this witch's house. And she, they, she asks them what their wish is. And so for Shaoran, he wants to recover these feathers to save Sakura and for Fi, our cool, like, wizard kind of guy, he just wants to never be found. And for Kuragane, our warrior, he just wants to go home. And so the witch says, I will grant your wish and help you, like, to jump through all these different worlds and lands and stuff in return for whatever your greatest treasure is. And so Shaoran's thing he has to give up is that Sakura, when she wakes up, will never remember him. So 
they all go on this adventure and it's really cool because they jump through all these very different worlds. Like some of them are modern. Some of them are like very classical, like ancient uh, Japanese history. Other ones are fantasy and whatever, what have you. And it was one that I discovered um, by looking up something about card captors when I was younger. And I watched through all of it and then discovered it was canceled. No. What? Oh, that's rough. I never saw the end. So what? they they yeah, it got canceled. Oh. It didn't get continued. It ends on such a cliffhanger. And then oh. they do like a movie which doesn't answer anything, but it's oh, still good. No. Oh. So oh, man. that was like the first manga series I got into because I needed to know how it ended. <laughs> man. So it's very good, but you'll end kind of frustrated so (laughs) well good to know there they are man well you know last time i was talking about how i thought of all things our topic on birds could be our longest episode it turned out Ah. to not be it was our second longest episode (laughs) i'm very confident this will be our longest episode (laughs) and i can keep going (laughs) we didn't yeah we didn't talk about one punch man we didn't we barely talked about naruto we didn't talk about one piece you know there's there's a lot we didn't talk about so but I think this probably is a good spot to wrap it up. <laughs> so, All right. Oh, man. Quick question. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. I want everyone to join in. I want to be the very best. Like no one ever was. I catch them as my real test. To train them is my cause. Did you know? There's like seven <laughs> verses to that song. It's a good song. Oh, man. <laughs> and we all know it. We all know <laughs> it. We do. Oh, yeah. boy. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> that, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah. Let's wrap it up on that note. That's that's so great. Um, We want to hear what you think. Your favorites. Uh, If you know anime, you got to have some favorites. There's so many out there. Let us know what you think. Send us an email at thefavoritshow at gmail.com. Look us up on Instagram at thefavoritshowpodcast. Let us know what your favorites are. Let us know if you have suggestions for future topics or guests or whatever. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And we'd love a five-star rating if you like what you hear. And Kristen, thanks for joining us. I'm, I'm glad we uh, had the idea to to bring you in because, yeah, you, you know your anime. Yes, you do. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. I'll try to rein it in on any future episodes. <laughs> no way. No way. This is great. I love it. Well, awesome. Uh, I guess that'll wrap it up. Until next time, my name's Aaron. Sean here. And I'm Shannon. And I'm Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you all later. See ya. Bye. 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 Cue the music. <laughs>